Hey, this is Matt Mancuso. Hi, it's Claire Bucignani. So we wanted to sit down and wrap up our 2020 season one experience with you all. And we just kind of hung out and chatted. We hope you really enjoy it. Do it. Hit it. Hello, Claire. Hello, Matt. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. We're just going to do this for a whole hour. Hi. Yeah, just going to be, hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Well, it's nice and early here. It's also pretty early there, you know. Uh, yeah, it's 1030. Yeah. Yeah. Not too so, bad. Not too yeah. bad. I mean, I had a late night last night, so it's early for me right now. <laughs> oh, my. What were we doing? Uh, we were, I was shooting a dance thing last night. Oh, nice. That went on much longer than I think any of us anticipated. (laughs) Gotcha. You guys, not only is he an amazing director, writer, actor, Matt Mancuso is also a phenomenal dancer and dance teacher. So uh, if you're in the greater (laughs) New York, New Jersey area, uh, let him know. (laughs) And that is my plug for you and your business i did not pay her this was totally spur of the moment but since we have claire bucignani on right now not only is she an accomplished actress and also sound designer and also the editor and basically put together every single episode that we did this season so in other words Agency Classified would have never happened without Claire Bucignani. Oh, I would also say the same thing for you, though, Matt, because I definitely would not have had uh, the energy nor the attention span to actually write any single episode. So, (laughs) (laughs) And also, Claire does audiobooks, everybody. I do. Keep your ears open Mm -hmm. for when you finally hear the mellifluous tones of Claire Bucignani. This interview is basically just going to be us pumping each other up. But, uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing because we have a beautiful friendship. Da, 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 da. You know, I think that that's, that's really how to close out 2020 is just fully blast each other with positivity. Just <laughs> gush. Just <laughs> gush. Okay, well then let's, ju- let's jump into this. Okay, so. Yeah, we should. How about this? Claire, when did we meet? Oh, my gosh. Ugh. So Matt and I, we both lived in L.A. for a period of time. Matt, how long were you in L.A. for? I was in sev- I was there for seven years, actually. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Okay. So Matt was there for seven years. I was there for five. And Matt and I met each other. I believe, did we meet during the callback? Were you there? No, because they, they didn't call me back for Birdie. No. Oh, that's right. Okay. Never mind then. Okay. Well, I'm getting my stories wrong. Were you at the, t- you weren't at the table read, though, either. I was not at the table read. Oh my God. You were so basically, Matt just wasn't anywhere. It's fine. You could see that, like, I went to the table read and I had to do these callbacks, but Matt was just like, mm, booked it. I'll be there first day rehearsal. But that is where we met. We met on the first day of rehearsal for this incredible show, Dessa Rose. It was actually, 
not to toot our own horns, but I will. It was the it was the West Coast premiere. It was yeah. the first time that that show had ever been produced on the West Coast, and it's by Aaron's and Flaherty. Um, but it was a really great show, and uh, Matt and I pretty much became immediate friends and just latched on to each other. And but we all did. It was uh, Matt and I. Yeah, we still yeah. you go on. <laughs> no, it was. I think the cast latched on to each other. Like that's you said. true. Yes, and we've been able to have some of our former castmates on this show because we've had Zach Campa, who's in our cast, Christopher T. Wood, Christopher T. Wood, who's been playing our fantastic narrator. Um, and we're hoping to get more and more people from our cast because the Dessa love is real. Oh, the Dessa love is so real. Yeah, that truly it was one of, and we talk about it pretty much every time we talk about how it was one of the best theatrical experiences we've ever had. And I agree. And it truly, it was because of the people. We we had mm-hmm. the best people ever. So. It's, like, it's just like one of those moments in your life where you're like, ah, this was, I'm glad I was where I was at the time so I could have done this and that, you know, that yeah. it just worked out that way. We just need to have a whole Dessa reunion, but somehow integrated in the show. <gasps> Spoiler alert, you guys. Okay, so Matt has already been diligently working, or at least storylining, season two. And boy, oh boy. Oh, (laughs) boy, oh boy. I can already tell exactly where the Dessa cast can come in, but I'm not going to say it because you're just going to have to listen in for season two. Yeah, we're going to be tackling a lot of stuff in season two. I have interesting things to tackle, which I have to like talk about it with Claire, but I don't want to tell anybody anything. Don't tell anybody. You just have to keep coming back. (laughs) So then, Matt, I'll ask you the question, because this is what we're doing. It's a little tete-a-tete. It's a little interpersonal interview. Mm, Tete-a-tete. Oh, my. So, Matt, (laughs) what made you come up with Agents Declassified? Talk Talk about that journey. Okay. Well, I guess there's two journeys first. Two journeys that converged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Because um, I told you the original script of Agents, which was relatively unchanged for the for the first episode, but because we did change some character names and some plot points and added the narrator because the narrator wasn't in there originally. But it, the script was written as a joke, but also as a Christmas present for my aunt. In, I think, in 2017. Yeah, because it was uh, three years ago. And then you and I had been talking for a while. We had started talking in the beginning of 2020 before, you know... Everything happened. This happened. Because... We were talking about trying to figure out something, a way that you and I could work together again. Yes, because um, Matt had moved. Ugh, Matt had moved far, far away to the East Coast. You're in NorCal now. So. I know. I know. That's true. Matt moved away. But I mean, he's he's always been more of an East Coast guy. And that's OK. I'm happy that he's in his in his element because you are. You're totally in your element. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hanging out in the blissfully cold winters. Anyway, so then I came to you with this idea. I I honestly, I got the idea because of my friend Cherie, who was doing a podcast, Cherie Tay, who is a Broadway uh, stage manager. And she was doing a podcast called Unsad that was like releasing uh, good news for like sleep aid. And I liked that. And I was like, well, maybe we could do a podcast. But my idea was to do a fiction podcast. And then I somehow found the old script that I wrote that was called Secret Agents. That was the original title. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And then I sent it to Claire and I said, I have an idea to do a fiction podcast. I don't know if it's possible. Will you read this script and tell me if you think it's funny? 
and then we can work on it together. <laughs> yeah. And I, I instantly, what was so funny is I've been loving fitching, uh, fitching. I've been loving fiction. <laughs> I've, I have, I have loved fiction podcasts for a while, um, specifically. And I have to give this shout out to the Bright Sessions. But anyway, especially coming from audiobooks, but then also truly having a deep desire to be in animation at all costs. Uh, mm -hmm. Fiction podcast is such a beautiful blending of being an actor. And also, I think it, it's helpful to have worked within theater because I think fiction podcasts is kind of that perfect middleman from stage performance mm -hmm. bleeding into TV and film. You guys, you get to be as big as you want, and uh, it still works. Where <laughs> it does not. This is definitely, definitely, at least for our show specifically. Like, oh, it, yeah. I think in if we were doing more of a dramatic piece, like the Bright Sessions, which a little bit had a little bit more drama to it. Which, if it's completely an obsessive, once you start, you can't stop. Oh, you can't anyway, stop. it's so good. What, listen to the Bright Sessions. Yeah. They don't need any more plugs, but they do. Listen to yeah. the Bright Sessions, listen guys. Bright Sessions. It's Maybe amazing. Lauren is listening to this. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. What's up? Anyway, but yeah, I think it is. I think with our show specifically was one of those things. I think most of our notes sometimes like going into it was like, okay, let's, I would always be like, do you really like this thing? They're like, well, no. I'm like, well, then really let me know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, th I think I gave that note to Miss Amber Sneed yesterday. We wrapped Amber and Mr. Wood. And I remember giving that note to Amber going, uh, no, do you really like this? And she's like, no, I hate this stuff. I'm like, then let me know. <laughs> yeah. She delivered because she's Amber. She always delivers, though. That's the next, man, look at us dovetailing right into it. I mean, the next the next step was, you know, I fell in love with it and I thought this would be absolutely perfect for a fiction podcast. Actually, I do remember how the narrator came about if I'm if it's okay if I tell this story. So oh, Matt, oh please. Matt is such a he's a great writer, but especially and I noticed this every single script that I've read of his, his description always has a point of view, which is great. And I remember reading it and thinking, well, you know, shoot, I don't want any of this amazing comedy within just the stage direction or, you know, what do they call it in a script? Who knows? So when I was reading it, I just thought this is literally a character within itself just because the writing was so funny and I just didn't want it to go anywhere. And so I brought it up to Matt. I was like, hey, how would you feel about adding a narrator character? And it, it went from there. But then you came up with the idea that he was just in this void and that no one else could hear him. It was just the narrator is actually one of my favorite organic things that came out of us working on this because I think that it is such a cool character within the podcast. And Christopher T. Wood <sighs> is a dream. And I, I will listen to his different takes. And there is stuff that comes out of nowhere. And it's pure gold. It's all of it's pure gold from him. He was doing something yesterday that I was like, why do I feel like you're like channeling Patrick Stewart right now? I didn't tell him that. He might have been. We he don't know. Been. You it might have been. Yeah, the narrator really then set us off into what the style of the show was going to be. Instead of just this broad comedy, it was like, oh, now we have elements of this because, you know, all of our characters are secret agents. You know, they're spies. Yeah. So they're yeah. highly trained. And, you know, they've probably, you know, killed some people in the past, which all of them mentioned. Definitely. Yes. Um, so, so, and it's, it's great that the narrator was kind of there to give his... <laughs> unbiased opinions <laughs> yes 
Yeah, absolutely. One of my personal favorites is definitely within the uh, the Taken, but we never say Taken episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know. I st- My favorite in that for him is disclaimer. We do, we like, do the French. like French. Yes. I was like, because there's someone who's going to be French is going to be listening to this going, why are you ragging on my people? We're like, we're not. It's just the we're film. Not. It's just a part of the joke. It's just is that it? the film took a place in France. So Yes, it did. So, okay, we did that. When did we cast it? I'm trying to even think about the timeline because it was truly pretty much all of 2020. So we agreed to produce this together because I think like even like the first exchange was like, oh, this is great. And I I, I don't I, I remember telling you, I was like, oh, no, no, I want you to produce this with me. I don't want to do this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yes. most, uh, um, and then I think you were probably the first person cast. Oh, definitely. Well, because the- I'm, <laughs> I read the script and I was like, so, uh, Sydney. And I, and well, I, think I, mean, I was like, I was like yeah, honest. that's the plan. <laughs> I originally, my favorite character is Althea Franciscan. I will never be shy about it. She is my absolute favorite character. I love her to pieces. And I actually think I remember texting Matt. I was like, so I know I can't be Althea. But I'd love to be Sydney. <laughs> I think everyone wants to be Althea a little I, bit, but we can. <laughs> I know. But I mean, truly, no one else can be Althea Franciscan but Amber Sneed. And I think that she was pretty much the second person cast after that. Well, it kind of went like this because I think she was the third. Wood was the Oh, last. that's right. That's right. That's because right. I knew I wanted to work with you and you were going to be Sydney. And then I contacted our wonderful Chris Lowe. Who's oh, my Chris. my right. my former roommate and a really good friend uh, who's in LA and I knew he was bored out of his mind because all of his jobs were gone and and I remember texting him uh, texting him about it and I said can I send you a script and I was like and I want you to tell me what part you want because I was telling I was giving him the choice between Bradley or Van because at this point I hadn't cast myself in it wait what okay yeah. wait I did not know that wait mm-hmm. really. I thought yes, we're no. always going to be Van. Oh, no. So this, is, so, this is, so, this is, so this is the secret. So you didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Okay, wait, no, seriously. I, I'm actually in shock right now. Wait, what? Okay, so this is, this is what I... Um, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is hysterical. This is brand new information. This literally is. Oh, my God. Okay, continue. So I, I did- I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> So I te- texted Chris and I was like, I'm going to send you a script. I want to know if you want to be a part of it. I asked him, I told him what it was. And um, I said, you read me, you tell me which ones, which character you would like to play. Because like Chris and I have been acting together for a while. And like I told him, I said, if you were to be called in for something, like if this were like a live action thing, I was like, you would probably be the way that a van was originally conceived in the first episode we started changing him after the first episode a little bit i think um, like we changed everybody after the first episode <laughs> probably except sydney or the narrator or even althea like althea's pretty althea's like, been pretty consistent pretty consistent i think bradley got well we'll talk about that in a second yeah. we'll talk about development because i said you'd probably be called in for van i was like you'd probably be called in for van just based off of like how you look in real life and your voice the deep the deepness of chris lowe's voice 
which is terrible English, the depth. There we go. <laughs> the deepness, God. That, anyway. that deepness. Deepness. <laughs> anyway, so he read the script, he liked it, and I said, and he said, Well, what? I said, Well, what part? He's like, Well, I'm probably be Van, but you know, I said, and he said, What part are you thinking of me for? I said, Well, Bradley is really against type for you, and I would love to see what you would do with Bradley. And so that's kind of how Chris became Bradley. Because I still wasn't convinced of casting myself in it yet. Because I think you and I had a discussion and you were like, oh, no, you really should be in it. Because I was trying yeah. to, <laughs> I, I was trying to kind of be like, I'll just be the director. No, 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 no. You got to get in on this fun. That's so funny. I instantly put you as Van. And I. That's funny. I think also because he was so mysterious and especially with, you know, he's asleep, he's not asleep, he's doing the the sleeping panda, the the upside down kangaroo, all this stuff. I was like, you know, even within the pilot, within the first episode, I thought there is going to be so much more than we are presenting a van in oh, this yeah. first episode. And I was like, that has to be, that has to be Matt. Because you're so goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, if you saw Dessa Rose, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> oh, my God. No. You guys, if Matt does have a typecast, it is the villain. Like, that is who he's cast as. I don't know why. <laughs> because you're so serious. He's oh, that, oh, he that looks serious. No, that is true. It's like, it's, you'll love this note. I've, I I just had a headshot session. Oh, um, Nice in this pandemic but you know very covid safe which is very nice the, and i think that was think that session was the first time i could ever do a serious looking face without someone tell, telling me i looked like a serial killer <laughs> cuz almost every other head headshot session wow. i've wow. had this that's really hard to say is it 8 a.m for you because it's 8 a.m for me <laughs> anyway <laughs> every every other session i've had since college was always like oh matt you can't do a serious face you look like you're gonna kill someone so i would always do like you know this semi-serious face with like a half smile type deal like you know so people would be like oh he's nice he can be nice i'm like yes i can be but yeah somehow i'm the evil guy which is like okay that's fine i'll just make a career off of that but you're not evil in real life that's and that's the thing you know yeah, correct so yeah so then right after low we um, talked with amber yeah miss need we had talked about kimberly stewart we had who was, yes who was a fellow dessa rose who, was a fellow dessa, who kimberly by the way you know if you guys haven't know, don't know kimberly stewart you could probably find her music she does make a lot of she makes a lot of her own children's music out there which and is really so good stellar. It's so, so good. Kimberly Stewart has one of the best voices I think I've ever heard in my oh. entire life. So definitely check out Kimberly Stewart. She's amazing. We miss you, Kimberly. And then I know you and I were racking our brains like, who could we ask to play Althea? Because Althea, I get, I was, I always told this to Claire from the beginning. I said, Althea is not going to be in every episode. I said, but Althea is the character that everybody loves. And if this were like an, a television show, I said, it's the character that wins all the awards. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, and and is, are we allowed to say who she's based off of? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's loosely based. Very, very, yes. But I love I mean, it. I mean, it's loosely based off of, I mean, it's not, I guess it's not just one. It's loosely based off of the queens of music. So like yeah. originally in the original Secret Agents pilot, I guess we kind of had this idea that Aretha Franklin yes. was a, uh, a secret agent in addition to being Aretha Franklin. So then we kind of took that 
and made that into Althea. And the, and it could be any one of the queens. It's like if Tina Turner walked in and said, oh, I'm also a secret agent. Patty LaBelle. Or Patty LaBelle, any of those people. Gladys Patty, Patty LaBelle would be a great secret agent. Patty LaBelle, I think, would kill people instantly. Ah. She probably has like nails that have like poison on them that all she has to do is like touch your face and give you a scratch and you're dead. Yeah, yeah. That's like how Patty LaBelle would do it. And I'd be like, that's, that's, that's OG badass. It's amazing. Yeah. So then Amber came on. She was really excited about playing the character. And then the last person, because we had a couple of different people. You were the one who suggested Wood. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. That was all Claire. Because I had even, I I can't even take credit for that. I will not. And I will take all the credit for it. (laughs) No, I just, because Christopher T. Wood has truly one of, I think, one of the most fascinating just speaking voices. I, I I see him as the narrator. I think that he would be so perfect. And he just has one of those voices that you just cannot stop listening to. He was, I think, actually my first suggestion. He was, because I was talking, I was talking to you about it. We were talking, trying to, because we at this point we had had we had had Amber sign up. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, by the way, once you had mentioned a- Amber, I was like, oh my god, duh! Like, right. I felt so stupid not I, being like Amber immediately as well. But that's because yeah. that's what happens when you have a lot of really talented friends. Yeah, I felt I was just like, why didn't I think of that? Because we were talking, I was telling you, I was like, oh, I have a friend who my, who who I want to see if he's interested, whatever. And then you said, well, what about Wood? And I was like, oh, God, I completely forgot about Wood. Yeah. I, I just remember going, I forgot about Wood. How dare you? I know. Well, I didn't forget Never. about him. No, I, I know. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't forget about Christopher T. Wood. Never. Never. You never can. He's a legend. He is legend, especially when I saw him in that Office episode. I was like, Chris! Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Christopher T. Wood was the Chili's manager that bans Pam. And what's interesting is that there's this whole like lore about the manager, about him being like an actual Chili's manager. You guys, spoiler alert, he's not. He's an actor. But he's also a lawyer. Wait, what? Yeah. How did I not remember this? You didn't know this? Is he still practicing? I don't know if he's still practicing, but I believe. I, and Chris, if I quote him, quote him. Oh my wrong, God. Oh boy. Then, come, I've been living under a rock. Then come, but I'm pretty sure Chris, as like at his day job before he switched to acting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I don't think that he's still do, doing. I don't know what he's, like, I don't know what he's doing right now. But like, he's, a, he's, well, a, he's, he's a doing guy. agency classified. Well, he's doing agency classified, you know, yeah. <laughs> which, which is going to take off. Yeah. And then that was that was our cast. That was our cast. And then it was, okay, we got together to do, I think probably maybe this must be, because when did we start? When did we start recording? August. That's, that's what I was trying to think. It was August, but we started rehearsals and stuff. Like you and I really started doing the production side of it. I, what, like in May? Yeah. I want to say we started because we, we were making changes to the script. Yep to now adapt for the narrator and changing characters and some story things. Um, researching how to do a podcast with multiple people. <laughs> researching how to do a podcast. Thank you, Remotely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Squadcast. Yes, sometimes you can be glitchy. It's fine. But for the most part, Squadcast saved our butts. What a great service. It did. And that was then the reason that we, uh, that we learned of Squadcast because we were going to do like 
what we were gonna we were gonna come up with some way of going through. I was gonna have people this is this was my insane <laughs> brain. I was gonna have people self-record and then we would just be listening in and then send me the files and then I would edit it all together. But that just no, it just there's no way that that would have been a great solution. And so uh, and then, and that's and yeah. shout out to like the podcast families out there. Like the reason that we learned of Squadcast and was because of Pamela. Oh yeah, Pamela. Um, Pamela Portnoy, who pl- uh, Portnoy, who uh, plays the wonderful and bonkers. Oh, amazing! Marcos. Inez Marcos. Yes. <laughs> It, Pam has her own podcast with uh, Alexa Marie Anderson, uh, No One's Okay. Um, Such a good podcast. Oh, my gosh. And they had been doing it for a while. And so Pam had told me about Squadcast because she had also had me on for another thing that she's going to do. So, And so then I remember going, Claire, check this out because if it works and you like it, then we're going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. It's such a great service. So Squadcast, if you want someone to like do ads for you, we'll do it. We'll just, do uh, the entire agency classified cast. We'll do it. It'll we'll, be have, just one giant ad. <laughs> just one huge ad. That will be the entire episode. We'll just be one ad, giant ad about Squadcast, which will be such so much like a 30 Rock episode yes. that I will be in Tina Fey heaven. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Too funny. But yes, okay. So back, back to the back to back to our story. <laughs> Look at this tale that we're weaving. Are you following the timeline? Are we following along? This is so. This so okay, is in May we start production. We tweak things. We get everything. We learn about Squadcast, all that mm-hmm. stuff, and then we we probably rehearsed. And I was writing the scripts at the same time. Shit, I yes. forgot that. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. No, like every single week, it'd be like, okay, well, uh, here's episode two, and then the next week, well, take a look at episode three. And I was like, oh my gosh, writing machine. This guy busts out a script like nobody's business. I mean, thank you, but God. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing, see, I don't feel that way. Oh well, <laughs> I remember thinking so much about what are we going to tackle sure because what god what was episode two now i can't even remember what no episode two was i'm looking at the episodes now because i cannot remember okay so first of oh finish circle oh how could i forget forget finish circle it has one of my favorite moments oh my gosh actually it's not one of my favorite moments one of my favorite lines the flugelhorn Oh, no, no, I love the flugelhorn line, but it's the one where Bradley's like, uh, the one where he's, have you ever played the finished circle? He's like, I did with my buddies. They said, oh, they yeah, 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 lonely. yeah. And I was like, I really hope people get that joke. Yep. Oh, I'm I'm sure they will. I'm sure um, they did. Yeah, now finished circle. And then, oh, yeah, then episode three was Althea's birthday. Which, amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Um, But yeah, because I, I just remember trying to... I think once we got past episode three, it was a little bit easier just to kind of start to write. Sure. Because then it was well, everything all right. was established. Well, everything was established, and plus, like, okay, now they're stuck in there. The, we knew we knew we had talked about that the whole season was going to be stuck inside the unemployment office, and we had kind of know we had you and I had talked about where we were going to go, like how mm-hmm. it was going to end. Mm-hmm. 
and it was just about how to get there. And so then it was like, okay, well, how do we see different sides of our characters? So I think that's where like, oh, how Sydney is always put together. So that's how Hungover came around because, well, then why not? God, (laughs) selfishly, my favorite episode. You handed me this script and I I believe I texted you back immediately. I just said thank you because I read that script and I was like, oh, oh yes. Ugh. Well, that was seriously like I was like, okay, what can I give Claire to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember even when we were recording it and we got your speech at the end about the paper plate, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, you're a witch, <laughs> witch. And then I lived my best life, and it was one take, and that it was. was a- it was one take, which was so funny. When I was going back, I was like, no, I took I took more takes than this. Nope. Literally the note, you're a witch, went and ran with it. And that was it. That's the take that's on the episode because it's the only one. Which is funny because both you and I remember you doing multiple, multiple takes of that. Yep. Yes, but yeah. no, I, I combed through because believe you me, I was like, oh my God, there has to be like another take. Not that I was upset with the one that I had, but I just thought, no, I'm sure we did it another one. We didn't. <laughs> Which is just. Um, and maybe we were thinking about the rehearsal because we, we will always do a rehearsal. We treat it very mm-hmm. much like theater in which we would do we would do rehearsals and readings before we did the recording. Everyone would get on Zoom and we would rehearse it. We would do it at least two times through in rehearsal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be like, okay, uh, give some notes there. And then, you know, some actors could ask the questions and, you know, or say, how can I try it? this? So we would adjust lines. We, I remember specifically like one, the one script that we did, where we were very conscious about how lines were coming out or how lines were being delivered or said was when we did Back Late Mate, which just happened. Yes. Yeah. This that past. Just, yeah. That just aired. That just aired. Um, and even on both sides, because like Amber was mm-hmm. our consultant along with Wood, and then even Lowe said, "Is there possible that I can't don't can I not say this line?" Because he felt like it's because it feels wrong at this. Point. I was like, "Okay, yep." Mm-hmm. Well, we um, that that I would say that episode in particular w- truly uh, we handled with the gentlest of gloves. This is important. Mm-hmm. We want to try and do it our way still but also i mean it was just it was just too important it was too it was too too and that was and that was a late edition it was that one started happening in july that one that's when that was starting to be developed so that's the thing like these happened so long ago (laughs) well yeah because no no you're you're right because we had talked because i had told you i said oh i think i want to do seven episodes for the first season because we were doing this all ourselves, you know, we were recording, we were yes. writing, we were editing, we had no one to help us, nothing. Yeah. We all the text message sounds you hear, we developed. That's that's also true. Yeah. So uh, pretty much all of the sound effects you hear, I created and then the slim ones that I didn't create, they're all copyright free. But it's so we were trying so and then I think you know when when George Floyd happened and all of yes. the all the things that are still currently happening and that happened and having Amber Sneed and Christopher T. Wood uh, in our cast, it was, I I was on a walk and I remember calling you saying, okay, I think I want to add an episode. Yep. And I think Mm -hmm. I want it to be this. I was in total agreement because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I know that it's important to have escapism 
believe you me, the, the office literally has been saving my life <laughs> all the time. I've watched Shit's Creek three oh, times. Shit's Creek. Oh my during god. During during quarantine. Three it, times. It's so important. It's so important to have escapism. But then I mean, and we both agreed. We were like, this is it just needed to be touched on because it felt it felt like we would be doing a disservice to our mm-hmm. cast members if we didn't I don't know if we just like because uh, listen this this show we talk about a lot of really serious stuff but in non-serious ways. We have very clear opinions on on many different problems that we're all facing right now, but mm-hmm. we do it in a way that hopefully make people laugh. <laughs> well, I think that's what like it was so funny listening back and I think you probably feel the same way about back late night because like mm-hmm. you know we we were very specific like a lot of the stuff that was in the show came directly from Amber Amber and I had a very long conversation and would threw in his own two cents about certain things. And I had told Amber about that. I had told, Oh, I forgot. I told Amber about, no, we developed this in June. We started developing that episode because now I remember I was driving back from Cape May because my one birthday present to myself, because we were still in quarantine really was that I drove down to Cape May and just walked around Cape May, New Jersey, because I had never been Oh, no. oh, and I lived yeah. in New Jersey f- until I was 18, and then I'd never been to KMA, so I just drove down. And we had finally agreed that, like, we're going to do it. And you said, well, let's see what Amber says and see if she even wants to do the episode before we say yes. Yeah. Uh, and I called Amber, and I said, this is the setup. This is kind of what we're thinking, like, as the storyline. is. It, do you think it's a good storyline, and do you want, is it an episode you want to do? And she was on board. Yeah. And and because if Amber had said, I don't want to do that episode, we wouldn't have done it. No, 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 no. And that's the other thing is like, we never, we never, we never want to force people to do anything that they don't want to do. (laughs) Yeah. It is, I will say, and something that I, I love so much about this entire process is this, this process is very collaborative. I mean, and especially listening to our cast, we are very much of the mindset of we want this to be enjoyable for everybody. So, you know, do that. I don't know where I was going with that thought. I'll probably edit that out. Who knows? <laughs> well, that was the, I, I, I knew. You, I know. No, I know you're doing. It was a very Thank collaborative you. process. I yeah. Think, I think which was like I said. That's going back to. Uh, we'll just dovetail back into this now. Yes. Um, like how the cast helps kind of start to shape the characters. So, like, definitely, it was interesting seeing where Brad. I think Bradley's probably the biggest switch. Absolutely, and that is truly because of Chris Lowe. Like, it is because of Chris. <laughs> it is because you know Bradley was definitely more of this like tightly wound guy in the first episode. Yes, which we still have that in Bradley throughout the whole series, this whole season. Is that Bradley had these moments of him being a tightly wound person? Mm-hmm. But if you if you know Chris, you know it's just like he he can be, he can be tightly wound, but he's also a really great guy. He's very kind. He's very nice. And great cat dad. Great cat dad. Lo- the cat you heard what that was in Bradley's episode is Chris's cat, Aries. And let um, me tell you, Aries gave, gave some great reads. Like, he did. Truly gave me a whole bunch of different colors to play yeah. with. Good actor. He's a good actor. Good actor. Good Learned cat from actor. His dad. <laughs> Learned from his dad real well. Yes. But it was, I think it was like, we always talked about it, it was Chris Lowe's line deliveries. Yes. That were yes. just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember, I remember t- like telling most of you, I think in some, what, I think telling you 
each individually at one time or another because I write the I write them with the characters in my head. So like all of these people are in my head somewhere, and and I'm like, oh, this is how this character would say it. Mm -hmm. And and then we do the rehearsals, and I'm like, oh, that's not what I pictured. That's not what I pictured, but that's so funny. (laughs) Yes, yeah. And I think a lot of that, especially with Bradley, because Chris like brought this like very genuine yes charm mm-hmm. to bradley which is just like okay so bradley's just gonna say bradley can literally say anything as long as he says it genuinely and this genuine charm and innocence like bradley yeah. like the thing that chris lowe did that was so brilliant is that he brought on this very almost morphed childlike innocence that came out of nowhere i, I remember in the first episode i was like wait what <laughs> it was great yeah and it happened in the first episode because it was more like yeah, where, where is it coming from yes yeah it really did it was and it, it was, was great. it was and i think that's what kind of because bradley i think was probably maybe the the most underdeveloped yeah i'd agree with that mm-hmm. um meaning like i didn't necessarily know his backstory fully when we started the show. Oh man, but now now, but now like, Brad like, oh, has the most tortured past out yeah. of everybody. <laughs> because it was just like, you know, we realized he doesn't have a family. He he remembers his mommy. They, when he got recruited, he was put through the ringer on day one. <laughs> great so, job, Chris. Great, great job. job, Chris. But and and to everybody. Like, so with Yes, everybody. Oh my gosh, we would, got so lucky. Because I remember, like, even in the, re- I think it was in the first rehearsal, like, you know, we did the pilot, we we re- we read the pilot for the first rehearsal, and there wasn't a lot of opinions for the narrator yet. And I told, I remember no. telling, and I remember telling Chris as I uh, would, I said, okay, you're gonna have more. I said, it, it, uh, Claire, if you, because I think you, I even said, like, Claire's read the scripts that are coming, and the the narrator starts to get freer and freer as the episodes mm-hmm. go on with his opinions out loud. Mm-hmm. But I said, but you, I was like, I kind of left you little things in there that should you want to make that an opinion, you can. And Chris Wood just took that and ran with it for the first oh time. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and which then just gave us so many more things to open up with. <laughs> <laughs> And the Althea and the Althea uh, narrator relationship is just fantastic. Oh, it's one of my favorites. And I feel like that was, that came in, I feel like that came in even later. Like after you'd already written a few, you were like, you know what? What if the only person who can actually hear him is Althea? It was, yeah, it was because it was for episode three. Yes. Althea came back. Mm -hmm. I remember I had sent you the episode and the text I got back was, Althea can hear the narrator with many exclamation points. Oh my gosh. It was like such a fun discovery. I loved it. What a ride. What a ride. And, you know, we recorded all of them and dealt with, um, I mean, multiple people moving traveling Chris, Chris Lowe was going to Ohio to see his mother he I think he went twice yeah during the time like mm-hmm. right in the beginning we were rehearsing everything he was in Ohio and then I think by the time we also got everybody mics we did yes so that everyone was properly set up because we mm-hmm. wanted people to sound good mm-hmm. you moved to I moved to Northern California yeah Northern California because mm-hmm. her husband got such a great job yes yes uh yeah my my husband got pretty much a dream job so and then it was a dream situation to be able to be closer to family and I mean back in the place where I where I grew up and that I've always loved so mm-hmm. 
NorCal forever. NorCal. <laughs> and now I get to go visit someone in NorCal. Yeah. Right. After this. After all this shit. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Be okay. safe, people. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> Although, you know what? That's the one thing that does not, that's not in our show at all. Because I, and I wonder if people are curious about this, but I'm just going to go ahead and debunk this. This is set in present day, y'all. This is not in the past or anything like that. Because I had a few questions about that. This is present oh, day. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's present day, but we just, let's just not have COVID exist because <laughs> that's, too much. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, no, I, and I agree because of things that I've been reading and about, you know, shows that are coming out of TV shows that are coming out about the COVID time and things like that. I said, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you go, no, it's too soon. It's way too soon. We're still in it. We don't have that, that reflective lens yet. It's, yeah. it's too close. And still to me, like as someone who was on the East coast and an hour away um, from the ten, Twin Towers falling mm, mm. on 9-11. I was like, I, I've seen some of the movies they've made about 9-11, some of the people who survived it and things. I was like, I, was like, I still can't. I was like, I still can't do this. Yeah. Like, to, yeah. Me, I was like I, to me, I was like, the only way you could probably do a 9-11 film for me is if something that is adjacent mm. and that it just mm-hmm. happens to be on that day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like yeah. that. I was like, otherwise, it's like, I it's like, uh, it's just too much. And I was like, I yeah. think we both were like, we're not gonna. I think we even talked about maybe like, are we gonna do? We it? did. We did. Yeah. And because it's and set in we present said, time, we were like, well. Mm. <laughs> and I think we both said, but people don't want to deal with that. No. Or, you know, no, 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 they no. don't want. I was like, we wanted our show to be funny. Yes. And really, literally, what we both said was. And what I came to you first in the beginning was like, we wanted to give people 15 to 20 minutes where all you got to do was just kind of smile and laugh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was our entire goal. So if that happened for you, our listeners, then thank you for helping yeah. us achieve our goal. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing. It's like, thank you guys so much for listening and for rating and subscribing and leaving mm-hmm. reviews. It just, it means so much. Like it's so important and uh, it's just so nice to be able to read them and see that you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. Because we just, we want to make people smile, really make yeah. them laugh. Make we do. them I, laugh. Oh, Yes. You're welcome. Yes, that song. <laughs> if only I could do the backflips that he did, but I'm not going to. I'm too scared. Thank you all for listening to us, but and we really appreciate all that. I'm sure our cast, if they were on here with us, would say the same thing. Yes. We couldn't have done it without our listeners. We're really hoping to have more listeners mm-hmm. um, and delve into even more stuff that's coming. The as uh, one of our favorite listeners has said, diving into the more psychological things. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. We do have a listener in particular who deals with psychological stuff, and uh, had mentioned to me that they really enjoy just just deep diving into these people's psyches, and I, I'm really excited for them to hear season two. Oh, I can't! <laughs> I can't wait and see what's going to happen to these people psychologically in season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say there will be talk. Uh, there will be an episode somehow. This is the one thing I'll tease. I won't tease the finale because we talked about what the finale. No, is. no, you cannot. The finale is going to be too fun. The finale is going to be too fun. And we already know. Uh, well, we can tease. We'll tease two things. How about that? We'll tease two things. Okay. Yeah. Little two little teasers. Little, little nibbles. Teasers. 
Uh, this is abroad. They will be leaving the office. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. dun. We're not telling you where. No. And the other thing I would love to tackle is I'm like, oh, and I want to find a way to tackle it is pay gap. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. But and how do you do that in a secret agent way? We'll figure it out. <laughs> I was like, I've already started to kind of think about that. Yes. Like, oh, I think it might be a Bradley and another Bradley and Althea Sydney heavy, heavy oh, heavily definitely. centric episode. Mm-hmm. Van just again being Van. <laughs> I, I love that Van story. Van story just like pops out every like five seconds. <laughs> Hey, but Van has some, I mean, Van had some really, oh gosh, I'll never forget that it was the end of episode, oh, the Taken episode, episode six. Oh, well, I think what broke my heart the most, I wrote it, so I don't know why it broke my heart, but, (laughs) and maybe it's because of the way you delivered it, but it was Sydney's when she says the location of my daughter is locked in a safety deposit box. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Again, I wrote it. I don't know why I'm still you shocked. You wrote by it, this. man. You wrote it. <laughs> but I'm still shocked by it. Every time I hear it, I'm like, wow, that's 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 rough. Yeah. Ouchies. Um, Inez will be back. Yes, we have to have Inez back. Inez There's be- also a few other characters that we're really excited to bring on. <laughs> we are I have two. We have two that I'm excited to debut. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, we're gonna bring back some of our other characters that we got to in, we got to see. We got to see Inez's brother, Toby. Oh, Toby! Yeah, um, Zach Campa. Zach Campa and another who, fellow Dessa. <laughs> another fellow Dessa. Another fellow Dessa person. Which was again the reason we were able to get Zach in there was because of Claire's brilliant idea to stagger our episodes, but then force me to be like, well, I want constant content. So. Yes. <laughs> because I was like, we are going to run out of episodes. I mean, within the first two months of of launching, that was the right. thing. So like we had to, so that was another thing was planning out the launch. And that was a whole, that's, you know, that's a whole process. But I remember saying, you know, Matt, I think we need to do every other week. I know that it's not ideal, but we're going to run out of runway because we only have eight episodes. Like it's, yeah. that's two months, period. Like that's it. If we do every single week. And then I think you brought up the idea of mini-sodes. Right. Yeah. Well, that's because you had said every other week and I remember going, no. Okay. I, well, not no. Well, because, yes. No, hang on. No, 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 no. I know. You did not say just no, but you were like, I think that we need to to keep up the momentum, which then I agreed with. And I was like, well, shoot, what are we gonna do? Right. Because because to Claire like Claire's ideas then spark my ideas. Yes. Um because my my the favorite my favorite speech written throughout this entire season was Bradley's speech in episode five. Um, oh my God. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only yeah. reason that speech got that way was because of Claire Bucignani. <laughs> I say to this day, people was like, wow, that's great. And I was like, Claire just told, gave me permission to say all of my feelings through Bradley. Yeah. Well, it was really interesting I, when I read that, when I read that section and how it was before, it just... I could just tell, I I just could tell that there was something else that you wanted to say, but that you weren't. So instead, and you know, I don't mean this as any offense, it was just kind of generic and and just something that we had heard over and over and over again. And I remember coming back to you, I was like, Matt, I feel like 
we need to do this. And you were like, wait, I'm allowed to do that? (laughs) And I remember saying, I said, yeah, Matt, this is really important because you guys, you know what? Here's the thing. In this line of work, especially in this line of work with with entertainment and uh, even in theater, like you wouldn't expect it. But it's actually, I would say that it's not necessarily worse, but it's just as bad as in TV and film. Uh, It can be, yeah. It can be. I mean, we are all specifically did like reduced to just what we look like a lot of the times, especially when you first walk into those audition rooms and it's really heartbreaking and it sucks. Um, and I just, and, and, you know, yes, women have been objectified for years, but I will say, you know, the reason why the speech really kind of jumped out at me is because so have men, you know, like if you think about it and that's why I love the speech so much, especially within the super, you know, the superhero, worlds and secret agents like everybody has to be just jacked and it's just i mean why would that necessarily blend in more anyway like we need to you know celebrate all sorts of different bodies because it's just they're just it's it's the person who's on the inside and it's like we're all you know we're all beautiful like we really are because we're all just these beautiful beings and yeah I don't know what tangent I'm going off on, but it was really important to me because when I was reading the initial speech, I I said to Matt, I said, you know, I think that you can go further with Bradley about how much work he's had to put into his body because of stereotypes and because of what people expect of him, because you know what, it, it goes both ways. And I don't think it's talked about as much with on the men's side. And it's still hysterical because you know what, we'll still objectify Bradley and, and that's fine. But you know, Especially, talk about it. Well, especially Inez, because that, oh, yeah. that line right after his whole beautiful speech is, your chest looks like, looks that. like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was perfectly delivered by Pamela Portnoy. Yes. And it, yeah. But, no, yeah, you're right about that. Because like we, I told you about like, you know, my whole thing about male body dysmorphia. It's not yeah. talking about yeah. um, at all. And, you know, I've, I, I and you, it's funny because like, you know, I remember this is what started me on trying to get something like the speech that Bradley did out mm-hmm. was like, cause I remember I would, I think I was going to the equity building in New York to like go for an audition and they have the American Eagle right there in Times oh, Square. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and above American Eagle, they have all these beautiful, you know, posters and everything. And it's all women of different shapes and sizes and skin tones and races and ethnicities and everything. And all saying they're beautiful. Great. I, I'm. T- I, they are all beautiful. Absolutely. And then, almost <laughs> about. I want to say, like maybe about like a few feet away. You have I don't know what type of ad, but it's an underwear ad for guys. Sure. Hmm. I don't look like that. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I look around the street. I don't think half the people look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's everywhere for guys. Every yes, underwear yes. ad is the same. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, and then you feel inadequate and you feel whatever and everything. So, and so that's kind of where that's what I said. She gave you permission. So anyway, that's why this is Claire's idea sparked this because because Claire wanting to do staggering, we got to have our mini episodes, which I think yes became a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sometimes the mini episodes are I <laughs> I don't want to say I like them more, but it's it's just nice seeing the tiny little kernel 
of behind the curtain. You know, it's just, and I think actually one, I, I mean, oh man, well, first of all, uh, Amber Sneed, she's so brilliant. She's so, so brilliant. Her mini-sode, I barely had to touch it because it was just, it was just perfection at the very beginning. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for you to listen to the narrator mini. Episode. I know, I'm so excited. Because yeah. they did one take and I went, I really don't have anything else to give you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you guys doing this so well? I gave one I gave one note to Amber. That's it. Literally one. And then they did it again. We recorded that whole thing, I think, in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. I love Bradley's mini-sode with Aries. It's, I love their dynamic together, and it's just, it's so precious. And well, I, and I think to what you're saying, I, like you're saying, it was giving us a kernel. Mm-hmm. It was lovely to see that, you know, Bradley, who it does not have the best street smarts. N- no. Does no. not have the best street smarts, but is very capable at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see, like, oh, but he's a really sweet guy. Yeah. I loved seeing Sydney's life <laughs> because just it, it highlights, you know, again, kind of like that thing that's like people forget how much women do. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, she's doing it all. <laughs> she's working out. She's, she's literally she's, working out. She's going to do, do that protein shake break. She has pro- to she send has off pro- tank tops. <laughs> and still go to the unemployment office to get a getting up mm-hmm. yeah. you know so yeah. it's and then even like inez like loved having inez's because inez is such a crazy character mm-hmm. um and to see like you know we think we both talked about i was like oh we can give her i said i think i said oh i think about giving her a brother like mm-hmm. oh yeah and because then we brought up the because zach campa who was an early fan of the uh, I know, man, Zach Campa, like he, I feel like he was on our marketing team. He wasn't, but he just, uh, we really appreciate you, Zach. Everywhere. Like, he was everywhere in the beginning. He was everywhere. It. He was like, oh man, this looks so awesome. Like, can't wait. And it just, you guys, it just, it means so much. It means so, so much because you put so, I mean, and I don't have to, I mean, everybody knows, but you put so much time and energy and effort into it. And at the end of the day, I mean, I would say for Matt and I, we just, just want people to enjoy it yeah. like that's that's the end goal for us is that people are having a good time and it just it just it ugh, i'm just tired <laughs> no, but, no, no, i know what you're saying yeah, it was you know it was, it was great to have that and yeah and and have such early responses from friends and mm-hmm. people and family um because you know some of us are living with family right now and having mm-hmm. to use you know their internet or their or their closet. You know because like Amber's recording in a closet. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Lowe was recording in his mom's closet when he was in Ohio. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all of the closets. We appreciate all of the closets. I'm in. I'm in a converted sauna. <laughs> Which is still the funniest. <laughs> and it's always funny. So sometimes we have the video on and we can see each other, but everyone looks a little terrifying. Like I'm also in a closet and I have this little tiny globe. That's my only source of light. And Matt has like a little timer in his sauna. And then other than that, it's just like pitch black. Um, that was the best part about the early recording was that the timer would go off and be like, okay, oh, guys, hold yeah. on. And then you were just in pure darkness. I was like, we're just going to keep me in darkness. Yep. Just, I'm just going to be a phantom voice. Yeah. It's just yeah. so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. All right. So let's let's yes. wrap this up because we'll, oh, talk, I, oh, we'll talk forever. 
<laughs> Truly. So, <laughs> so, Claire. Yes, Matt. What are you looking forward to? We're going to make this a two-part two question. I love it. What are you looking forward to most with Agency Classified? Mm-hmm. And what are you looking forward to in 2021? I love this. Okay, I love this question. I'm most looking forward to in season two for Agents Declassified, leaving the office. I'm really excited for these characters to be out in the open, and I mean it, and see how they work within the world. I mean, we know how they work within the world, but we don't really know. And I'm Honestly, I'm so pumped for already the season finale of season two. You and I have been talking about it forever. I think actually since we started the show, we've already known where season two finales are. Oh, yeah, because I I developed it around the same time we came up with Back Late Mate. Yes, exactly. And then I also also came up with how the whole show is going to end. Yes, yes, that's right. Which I wrote, which I wrote down because I was so scared I'm going to forget. (laughs) Make sure. I did. I was like, I have to write this down or else I will forget. Yeah. So I'm most looking forward to season two, season finale. And, you know, I will dovetail off of that. I am really, really excited for our first few patrons on Patreon. You guys, if you haven't joined our Patreon, it's all good. But like, if you want to, we love it. This is truly a labor of love. And and I'd love for people to write into us like, hey, we're available. Love to hear what you think. Love to hear, I don't know, some ideas. So yeah, that, that's what I'm really looking forward to for agents. And then for the year 2021, I'm just going to say it, I'm pumped for a new president. 100%. I, I won't even try and deny that. I'm pumped for a new president. I'm really, really pumped for a new vice president. But on a non-political level for 2021, I am really looking forward to, oh, hopefully getting to, for the for COVID to be more under wraps, truly, because it's, uh, I'd love to be able to see people in person and maybe we get to have a a cast party with actual people in an actual place mostly i just you know i want i want people to be safe and healthy and i'd love to see you know that vaccine really coming out there and really working mm-hmm. those are my wishes and what i'm looking forward to in 2021 how about you matt same question <sighs> That's it. No. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> Sigh. That's the answer. I'm looking forward to sighing for episodes of season two. I think I will echo your Patreon uh, thing. Mm-hmm. I would love to have, I because I know there are people out there who really like the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they've talked to you about it. They've talked to me about it. Um, so many of my friends, like when I caught, co- even when I like contacted some people from like Thanksgiving saying happy Thanksgiving, like, wow. I mean, it's like, well, by the way, I've been listening to the show. It's great. And I'm like, oh, awesome. That's so of course in my head, I'm like, that's great. Do you want to become a patron? <laughs> <laughs> and look, we do understand it is very, very hard right now. We totally get it. So there really is no pressure, but also patrons would be nice. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. Like, you know, no. I've, I've. I've tried to give this year as much as I can. Yes. You know, I've definitely given out to the Actors Fund and some other organizations to, oh, yeah. to fight some of the injustices that have been happening. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And even like I think we they just had the Instathon for Broadway for Racial Justice, and I donated mm-hmm. to some of the stuff mm-hmm. for that. So I was tr- trying to spread the the love as best I can, even though you yeah. know, jobs are not uh, happening fully right now. Um, anyway, I am looking forward to, I guess, maybe on the writing side, integrating these uh, two new characters that we're uh, going to introduce. Exciting to uh, see what happens with our our lovely agents. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so terrified and excited to write the season two finale. It's my own concept, so it's my own freaking fault. It's your fault. own fault. <laughs> because you can't go back now because I'm too in love with it. I know. Well, because I told you about it. I should, that's the problem. I shouldn't have told you about it. Yeah. I got too excited and told you about it. And because that, I think what's also exciting about that, because that will allow us to bring in uh, other friends or maybe mm-hmm. new artists to help out with that. Because we do need people mm-hmm. to help out for that episode. Yeah. Um, which will be great because then either we'll be able to give some of our friends an opportunity to flex their muscles or we'll be able to meet somebody new and, you know, start relationships that way. Mm-hmm. So that'll, that'll be fun. I think for 2021, I'm just looking forward to, I guess, the little bit less anxiety. Oh my God. Yes. 100%. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think I suffer from it, but it's not been diagnosed and I've never seen a therapist, so I can't say that or not but i know you know i've been taking every precaution and wearing the masks and sanitizing and washing hands and taking your clothes off when you get home and doing all that stuff and you know Mm -hmm. so and i'm happy i'm actually happy to continue doing that Mm -hmm. you know i would just like some of the anxiety to dissipate yes you know because for me i tell people it's like if you're more of a feeling person or an empathic person you're not just feeling your anxiety you're feeling everybody's everyone's anxiety yes so i was like for me i'm like sometimes it's like that's why i watch a lot of television like why because it deadens me Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a bit Mm -hmm. because then i'm like i'm only dealing with the people's emotions that are in the screen and not anybody else that's a great way to put it wow that's why i do that that makes a lot of sense (laughs) no and i true i truly i truly i I, that's how i feel like i say this i'm a tv addict mm, it is mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. if it was an actual addiction which it might be and if there is then i need to have a discussion with someone i if i've had a bad day or something i look forward to going home and turning on the show that i'm currently re-watching or the show that i'm currently Absolutely. watching to is to escape mm-hmm. i look forward to like i look forward to fridays to watch the mandalorian oh uh, uh, yeah Gosh, we'll have a whole other talk a about, whole that. Other thing about that it's another way for me to you know imagine and go out somewhere else and not have to necessarily deal with the other things that are around. It's Mm -hmm. a nice way. That's kind of how I feel about the podcasts, you know, listening to ours, listening to the bright sessions and some of the other fictionals, listening to Pam's. And I was like, I get to just turn off for a bit. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I go on a walk, I put my headphones on, I walk around, and I listen to that. And I'm like, Great. oh my gosh, podcasts while walking is one of my favorite things in this entire world. Oh, it's so good. Oh my, I, so, I, so. there's nothing I look forward to more than my morning walk with my precious dog and listening to either our pod. Like, I will say, there is a weird just joy that comes from being able to open just the Apple podcast app and seeing our podcast there. Like it's very (laughs) cool and it's (laughs) really rewarding and it's awesome. But just getting to have that time and walk around and listen, it's very, (laughs) it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's a moment of bliss. 
in and a I very think, non-bliss time. <laughs> and I think that's probably what I'm looking forward to most and hoping for. Mm-hmm. I think as like, I, I hope for a little bit less anxiety with a lot of things, not just with the COVID and everything, mm-hmm. you know, but with everything in general, you know, yeah. I've, I've, to me, the biggest thing is like, you know, I joke about this with a friend of mine who's like, and my mom would probably definitely understand this too. When you're a middle child, mm. um, you're very used to seeing two sides. Yes. Yep. And that's not necessarily the case sometimes with other people. So like, I know I talk to like, you know, I mean, even when, you know, I can understand like, you know, people be like, you understand. It's like, I said, I understand their side. I didn't necessarily said I agree with it, but I understand sure. where they're coming from. Yeah. And I was like, and I can see in their train of thought why they think that way. Sure. Yeah. I was like, I don't have to agree with it, but I also have to understand that that's their point of view. Right. And I hope there's just a little bit more of that, that understanding. Yeah. And the ability to, and then the ability to travel. I say this, like I have, I have this, you know, you lived in LA for five years. I lived in LA for seven. You know, I have a whole network that's West Coast based, which I Mm -hmm. never thought was ever going to happen in my life. Mostly my entire network is West Coast based. So uh, two of my closest friends just had another baby in Montana and oh, congrats. and Pam that's Pam and I are both close friends with them and like we we me and her have been talking this whole thing we're like we can't wait for this is over and we thought this was going to be over much earlier than this because we're like we want to go to Montana to see them but mm-hmm. I was like I don't want to go right now because like I don't want to do that. my I had a niece born in April still haven't mm-hmm. seen her first one I haven't seen I have a friend in Utah who I have movie night with every Saturday Every Saturday night, we watch the same movie and we text each other as we're doing it. Oh, nice. She's out in Utah. First thing I'm doing is like I'm doing a West Coast tour. <laughs> I'm gonna be see a, all my friends. It's gonna be like Ava Perone, you know? Yes, the, the rainbow thing. tour. The rainbow tour. <laughs> you it's like, get that be, rainbow tour, Matt. This will be my version of the Ava Perone rainbow tour. I'm gonna take two weeks off. I'm gonna go to my boss. Be like, you know, once we're like once we're further in the clear. Yeah, like, yeah, two weeks yeah. off. Why? I'm going to Utah, to Montana, to California. And then in California, I have to go multiple places. Why? Oh, yeah. Because Claire's in NorCal. So if she's not in LA at that time, she's in NorCal. My brother is in LA. And then at least then from then, I can drive two hours to San Diego to see my best friend and his wife. I was like, I need two weeks just to accomplish that. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, that was a long-winded answer. but (laughs) It works. It's, I mean, it's valid. It's all valid. It's, It's good things to look forward to. Wow. Well, Matt, we did it. We're closing out Agents Declassified for 2020. Follow us on Instagram. We're not on Twitter. No. Um, Never. You guys, we will never be on Twitter. Yes. Unfortunately, we will never be on Twitter. We have very strong feelings about that. Um, And we are, we do have a Facebook page if you want to go old school, but Mm -hmm. most of it, most of the stuff you can find us on Instagram. We will be posting all the stuff. We'll do, we'll keep you updated on the, the life of Agency Classified as they're gearing up for season two. Yeah. And of course, then we'll have cast announcements when we get, you know, closer to that, closer to that and all that stuff. But yeah. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We did it. And closing out 2020, we really appreciate you guys 
listening and and being just great supporters of the podcast. And thank you for listening to our uh, our little 2020 closer interview. This was really fun. <laughs> yeah, this was this was fun. We appreciate all of our fans mm-hmm. who've been listening to the show. We appreciate if you've rated us. Uh, thank you so much. Thank if you've you. reviewed us, thank you so much. If you really like the show, pass it along. Yeah, please pass it on to anyone you know, who you know, or anyone you think would like it. Anyone you think would like it. Anyone who's having a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Anyone's having a bad day because there's nothing that Althea's voice can't fix. <laughs> or Christopher T. Woods. Yes. Or Chris Lowe's. Yeah. Or Claire Bucignani's. Eh, we'll see. No. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the hungover episode. <laughs> oh, strap on for episode four. The finale. Uh, talk about bonkers. Oh, oh, full bonkers. Like it's it's like just release a bunch of feral cats and let's go <laughs> into a small, small room. <laughs> feral cats with crossbows. Yes. But yes, thank you to all of our fans. Yeah. Thank um, you, guys. We- we really couldn't have done this out of you without you because this was a labor of love for Claire and I mm-hmm. um, and our entire cast because mm-hmm. um, I did it without a promise of anything. So, <laughs> so we'll thank our, we'll thank our cast. Yes. To Mr. Christopher T. Wood, Mr. Chris Lowe, Miss Amber Sneed. The three of you have been a joy to work with from all of these episodes to our guest cast with Miss Pamela Portnoy and Mr. Zach Campa. It was an embarrassment of riches to get you as well, in addition to our already stellar series regulars. Mm -hmm. And to you, Miss Bucignani. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Bencuso. Miss Claire Bucignani. Yes. This would not have been possible without you saying yes. Oh, man. It's It's the God's honest truth. This would not have been possible. This would have died on a hill Somewhere deep in a cold forest. <laughs> That's just bleak. <laughs> oh, imagine, just... It being said, imagine it being said by Christopher T. Wood. It would be funnier. Uh, but it would have it had you not said yes. So really, everybody, you can all thank Claire because <laughs> if she said no, this never would have happened. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I will say, Matt, I I am so, so thankful that you asked me to do this. It was a dream realized because I I love this medium. I love fiction podcasts and I love getting to work with you. Like you've always been one of my favorite people to work with. So this is truly a dream come true. And I just, I really, really, really appreciate you. And truly, this is the only creative project I really had any sort of energy for at all. And uh, you have been an absolute joy to work with. And I'm just so, so thankful for you. And I'm so thankful that you asked me to do this because uh, it was uh, a wild ride. And I'm so thankful to have done it and continue to do it. I wouldn't yeah. be, I wouldn't do this with anyone else. Oh, you guys, this is what real friendship is. But seriously, Matt, thank you so much. Like this, uh, so great. I'm excited for 2021. I'm excited for season two for this. We're, we're, I'm excited for season two. I'm excited to continue working with you. I know mm-hmm. we may even do more stuff after this. There are some things in the works potentially. So we've got ideas between the two of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you again, Claire. Thank you, Matt. And you guys, and 
Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, I'll echo what Claire just said. Thank you so much. From all of us here at Agency Classified, we are wishing you a glorious 2021 because this is coming this this episode will be coming out right before i actually think literally right before i think on new year's eve yeah new year's eve so we wish you all a glorious 2021 yes we wish that your dreams come true and now i'm getting emotional so i'm taking over (laughs) happy so happy happy new year thank you all so much for your support and your love it means the world to us and we love you guys. So we're going to close this out. This is Agents Declassified Season 1 wrapped. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Bye.